we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 23rd day of November, the year of our Lord, 2021. I am Johnny Anderson, along with Bruce Adams, and we have a great show lined up for you today. Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive, yeah. Yourself? That's good. Not not bad, not bad. What did you think of that new intro? Yeah, I like it. Yeah? I uh, I sent it over to Marty the other day, and he says, yeah, yeah, we, we got to keep that one. So that's yeah. uh, that's uh, that's going to be um, it's going to be evolving. So it's it's not going to be um, it's not going to be something that's that's the same. Uh, we're going to be changing out a lot of the things that go in it, but uh, it, it'll be changing constantly. So uh, we were hoping to save that for the new year because new year, you know, we change the intros and all that stuff. And uh, we thought, boy, this is just uh, this is this one's pretty good. So we're just going to. Uh, we're going to roll with it early. Why not, right? That's what it'll be. Uh, but it'll be constantly changing. Whenever we have some uh, some new one-liners coming from these these idiots, then uh, it'll be right up there in the uh, the intro. But anyway, you reminded me last night as we were finishing up for the evening and we were all going our separate ways, you reminded me that this coming week is Thanksgiving in America. And I completely forgot. I'm not even thinking about it because I'm not over there right now. So... I'm not seeing it everywhere because it's just another day here. If it's not in your face all the time, well, then you just forget it, right? It's the same thing with like 4th of July and uh, St. Patrick's Day and, and Cinco de Mayo and every other holiday that, you know, Americans celebrate for whatever reason, you know, when you don't see those things, you know, the marketing of it, you, you just you don't pay attention to it. And so I completely forgot this Thursday being Thanksgiving in America, you will not be here. I wouldn't expect you to be here. People that listen to us in the United States are going to be celebrating and having Thanksgiving with their families uh, as they should. But we are going to have listeners around the rest of the world that are not going to be celebrating Thanksgiving, such as our Aussie listeners, our New Zealand listeners, our European listeners, Canadian, you know, so on, so on and so forth. Our Russian listeners, you won't be celebrating Thanksgiving. So what are you going to do that day? Well, since I'm not in the U.S. and I won't be celebrating Thanksgiving that day, I think it's going to be just Marty and I. So we will be on this week whenever there's a uh, the, whenever the holiday takes place in America. So you'll just get the two of us, and we're going to talk about. I know that it's. And I'm sure that it'll branch off, but we're going to talk about uh, Afghanistan because he's very familiar with the uh, the region over there. So uh, he hasn't been around uh, since that happened. So I want to get his take on it. Uh, so we're going to be discussing Afghanistan and, and various other Middle Eastern uh, conflicts and, and things like that that he sees on the horizon. So we'll, we'll be looking at that, uh, as well as other topics, of course. We'll be talking about you know the usual topics of the day and, and, and things of that nature. But uh, we want to also address uh, the situation in Afghanistan and possibly what could be coming down the road with Taiwan, because a lot of people and a lot of strategists are speculating that that's going to be next, uh, as well as Ukraine with Russia. So we're going to be looking at that as well. Uh, but we're going to be talking uh, geopolitical strategy. We're going to be talking military strategy and everything else this or, or well, it'd be Friday, wouldn't it? Uh, this this Friday with uh, with Marty. So anyway, that's some of the stuff we got lined up uh, later on this week. But since we're talking about Thanksgiving, Bruce, are you planning on celebrating Thanksgiving with COVID restrictions? Are, are you going to take the CDC's advice and celebrate COVID restrictions with COVID restrictions and and do the masking and the uh, of course everybody vaccinated and the masking and the social distancing? You know, no hugging, no touching, or anything like that. Uh, waving mm -hmm. to your neighbors and uh, sitting outside if 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 at all possible uh, to have your your Thanksgiving dinner. Are you are you are you guys looking at doing anything like that for um, safety? If it's a nice if it's a nice day we might actually sit outside uh yeah, it was you guys nice just day. had an 80 degrees an 80 degree day not too long ago <laughs> yeah we did uh it, it's been in the uh 50s lately and getting down into the 30s at night so but at the same time that it, it was saying that would uh i haven't looked at the weather recently but last week it was saying that it was going to be like 70 degrees on thanksgiving so yes we might actually uh eat outside um i have um I'm sure all of my family members have taken the CDC's recommendation 
and then promptly shoved it up their rectum, um, uh, CDC uh, specifically rectum, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Um, moved on about their their lives. So does we, that we, mean you don't we don't you're care. not you're not going to be yeah all vaccinated yeah, that's, that's, you're, you're that's, not you're not going to yeah. mm-hmm. keep your distance and you're, you're not going to mind you your neighbors and- I, I do have a few family members that are all fully vaccinated well fully vaccinated what we considered fully vaccinated a few months ago uh they 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 did the double jab thing mm-hmm. they were they're over 70 they were in the population I, that we all kind I of agreed yeah i understand so yeah even um with the alpha and beta variant at that time, I was even of the opinion, you're over 70, you're the high risk category. Most of the people that are dying from COVID are over 70. So um, yeah, I, I, I was for that. Though now, I mean, with the Delta variant and the Mu variant and the Lambda and the Epsilon and uh, so forth. A24Y.2.1 um, or whatever it is they're on now. Yeah, whatever it is now. Um, it no longer has the S1 spike protein that the mRNA vaccines were protecting you against. As such, the vaccine is rendered useless against those variants. Um, so now it's no longer um, get jabbed. Now it's uh, be sure to have plenty of vitamin C, vitamin D, I, zinc, ivermectin, I wonder, you know, those kind of things on hand. Just I, in case. I wonder the uh, the booster doses that they've ordered. Those are all I mean, everywhere. I mean, not just America, but everywhere. Those are all the same as as the alpha doses, right? They, they literally haven't changed anything. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't. They haven't had any new authorization for any new uh, attenuation of the vaccine. It's literally the same vaccine they've been making. It's nothing new. So it's not going to do anything against the new variants, Okay, which is why I was saying you need to already have a supply of ivermectin, uh-huh. vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, okay. you know, those kind of things. Have those on well, hand if you can get them. We're uh, we're going to be playing a clip of uh, as much as I don't want to play it. Uh, we're going to be playing a clip of uh, Trump on his latest interview with uh, Mark Levin. We've got that coming up here shortly. But I don't want to stray too far from this Thanksgiving thing. This is important. This is really important. Thanksgiving's coming up. This is a big deal in America. You know, this is where everybody gets together. They give thanks. They they sit around the table and they they gorge themselves on on turkey and and. Well, everything else, sweet potatoes and everything else you can possibly imagine. Mm, mm, and everybody gets pie. yeah pie. And, and then after that, everybody gets in an argument about COVID because you know that's going to be coming up around your dinner tables this year. It's going to happen no matter who you are. That's going to happen. And then everybody's going to watch the football game and fall asleep on the couches. That's what's going to happen. And then And then you're going to be stomping all over each other at Walmart. You're going to be stampeding into Walmart the next day for a $300 flat screen that was made by Chinese slave labor. That's that's what you're going to be uh, doing because that's what we do in America. Probably probably a $100 flat screen now. Is it 100 this year? Well, really I was I was, I was yeah. accounting for inflation. Really cheap, no. uh, yeah, that's true. Good point. Inflation and and supply chain issues. I'm not sure yeah. if that's going to be a thing anymore. Well, because more Americans have more Americans have more money in their pockets than ever before. Uh, and that's that's right. counting for inflation. That's we've got that right. clip coming up too. God, that 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 makes no sense. No, Americans no, don't no, have actually. They, you know they what? don't let's have just, savings anymore. Let's just play it now. Let, let's just play it now and get it over with. America is the only major economy, the only one in the world where the economy is bigger today, and families have more money in their pockets today than before the pandemic hit. Wait, what? That's even after accounting for inflation. Huh? None of our competitors mm-hmm. internationally can say that. None. Uh, it's a okay. testament to the hard work no, and perseverance of the American people. It's a, it's a testament to the effectiveness of the vaccines and our vaccination effort. And it's a oh. testament to the economic policies Wait. we fought so hard to pass. Yeah, see, that's it's because of the vaccine. Yeah, that's that's why more Americans have more money in their pockets than ever before, even before the pandemic. Uh, wait, wait. OK, before the pandemic, the average American had about thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars more in their pocketbook than they mm-hmm. did in the previous years. Uh-huh. Okay, so but that's um, that's that's taking an account for inflation too, as as he said, as he said, that's yeah, you know, you're taking inflation yeah. into account. Yeah. Now, because of the pandemic and everything, many Americans did in fact make some money. That's true, actually. Um, that they they did make some money. The government gave them money, and many Americans, I think it was like sixty some percent of Americans, didn't pay an income tax uh, effectively. Because you got it back in uh, COVID relief and um, your tax returns. However, saying that Americans have more in the pocket now, no, 
Uh, oh, actually, uh, I shouldn't speak for myself. Uh, or, or I should speak for myself, not for others. Uh, myself and my family, no. We've not seen an increase in, in the amount of money uh, in pocket. Um, I would be curious to hear what the listeners' opinion is of that. Do you have more money now since the pandemic, or did you have more money before the pandemic? I mean, gas is almost $7 a gallon in California. Um, it's rising uh, oh, almost eight. Uh, almost yeah, eight, okay. Yeah. Seven ninety nine um, in some parts. In some parts, okay. So almost eight dollars a gallon in California now. Yeah, the rest of the country is seeing an increase in gas prices. They're talking about shutting down more gas uh, pipelines. Uh, they're wanting to completely get rid of fossil fuel usage before the end of his term. I mean, you're doing great, right? As the American yeah. people, right? You're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, mm -hmm. it's times have never been better. Yeah, times have never been. Better. Yeah. Was the best of times, it was the worst of times, is now what they say. Okay, so it, anyway, because of the inflation thing, the Federal Reserve has now weighed in on Thanksgiving. So it's not just the CDC that have given you Thanksgiving guidance. Now the Federal Reserve Bank is going to give you guidance on how to conduct your Thanksgiving. The, the central bank, the private central bank in the United States is now telling you how you should celebrate your Thanksgiving dinner. Listen to this. You couldn't make the magnitude of this up. The Federal Reserve is encouraging Americans to combat soaring meat price inflation, which is done by design, I might add. Klaus Schwab and company. Oh, you'll eat much less meat. Yeah. Uh-huh. They say that uh, you should swap your turkey this year for a soy product. That's that's what you should do. You should have the uh, the soybean product uh, of a turkey this year. Uh, between 1990, this is according to the St. Louis Fed, between 1990 and the time of this writing, the average global price of poultry has been six times higher than the price of soybeans. As of the third quarter of 2021, a hearty Thanksgiving dinner serving of turkey costs $1.42. However, a tofurkey, which is a, a, I think it's a tofu turkey, you know, the, the soy turkey, yeah. A tofurkey dinner serving with the same amount of calories costs 66 cents and provides almost twice as much protein. Keep in mind that this plant-based meal would be almost three times larger by weight than the poultry-based meal and may either keep you at the dinner table longer or provide you with more leftovers. And of course, CBS did a, uh, a follow-up with this. They're, uh, they're saying that, um, of course, we need to, as Americans, we need to uh, curtail our purchases of uh, animal protein. And uh, meatless Mondays could soon be followed by Tofu Tuesdays, at least among more frugal shoppers. That's according to CBS News. You're, you're already laughing. Yeah, uh, I went through and I compared turkey uh -huh. and uh, soybean. Uh -huh. uh, the nutritional value of the two, just comparing. Uh -huh. Roughly the same weights. Uh, turkey is 84 grams, where the soybean is uh, 100 grams. Turkey. Um, sorry, these are numbers and stats. So those of you that don't like numbers and stats, you can... Um, Act like you're paying attention. Uh, calories for 84 grams of turkey. Okay. Uh huh. Calories 117. Okay. This is Protein. the actual. This is the actual. This like, is this is the, actual, the actual turkey, turkey not the tofurkey this or whatever is it is they call it. Not, not tofurkey. Yes. Um, protein 24 grams. Uh, two grams of fat. Uh, carbs obviously none. Uh, vitamin B3 61 percent of daily value. B6 49 percent. Uh, B12 29 percent. Uh, selenium 46 percent. Uh -huh. Zinc, 12. Uh -huh. uh, sodium, 26. Uh, phosphorus, 28. Pollen, 12%. Magnesium, 6%. And potassium, 4%. Okay. There, there's your list of turkey. The actual now, animal soybean. protein. The, the actual that's, animal That's product. the actual animal protein. Yes. Yeah, got it. All right. So this is soybean. Okay. 100 grams of soybean is 172 calories. Uh, so roughly the same calories, more or less. Nine grams of fat, one milligram of sodium. Carbohydrates is 8.3 grams, fiber, six grams. Sugars, three grams. Protein, 18 grams. That's it. We're, we're missing a few no, things. We're, we're missing a few things. Yes. They're, they're, we're missing you, you some key There's minerals and, and nutrients in there that, that you need, yeah. as in essential. You, yeah. you need them. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's a few missing components there. Uh, from that alone, I mean, no, not, not having. No, I don't think so. Not, not this, this, is, this is the argument that I make to people that are like, I understand vegetarians. I, I do. I, I legitimately understand if you want to be a vegetarian. I, I get that. But the, the vegan stuff, that's like you're, you're really taking that to the extreme. I, I mean, depends. 
It depends on your argument. Yeah, depends on that, your stance I was, for the vegan. Yeah, I was getting ready to I, say that. I can that. understand, but don't agree. Yeah. If you've got the belief thing, and, and I completely agree, the whole industrialization of agriculture and stuff, I, I completely understand that. I mean, you will get no argument from me out of that. So I get where you're coming from. But this whole thing here, this is no different. As far as like the politics of it, this is no different than the vaccine. They're ramming it down everybody's throat saying, you're going to take this. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That's my problem with it. I get if you have a specific belief or you uh, or for example, like the uh, the, the gluten or the, or the lactose or whatever. Quite frankly, that's if you have a legitimate dietary problem. I know people that are lactose intolerant. They hate that they can't have a glass of milk. They hate that they can't have a bowl of ice cream and, and yogurt and cheese and everything else. They can't stand it. But to do it as like a, I don't know, this trendy thing, I, like, I, I don't agree with that part of it. So, I mean, if you want to like weave the politics into that, okay, fine. But those products are out there. You need those products on the market for people that have a legitimate dietary problem. I understand. But now these sections are getting bigger and bigger because, I, I don't know, you're making some kind of a statement and, and everybody else has to go along with it. Or you're, you're like, I don't know, what, what are we, are, are we still, are we a racist now if we're not vegans? I mean, is that, is that next or? Speciesist? Maybe? Speciesist. Oh, okay. All right. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. To be fair, I am actually speciesist. Um, I think the human race is superior to other animal races or species. And as such, I am more concerned about preserving humans than I am others. Okay. All right. Moving right along. We haven't talked about this because, well, quite frankly, everybody else is talking about it. So that's why we're not talking about it. But we wanted to wait for all of the details to roll in. Let's talk about Wisconsin. I'm not talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I'm talking about this this fool that drove his car at full speed through a Christmas parade. Suspect in SUV attacks, uh, excuse me, an SUV attack posted. Uh, now, see, this is why this is why you didn't hear about it. Posted BLM rhetoric on his social media pages. And he was also a supporter of Antifa. This is why you didn't see anything about it. Early reports suggested that uh, this individual was fleeing the scene. Others have noted that the social media footprint of the suspect in the SUV massacre contains numerous pro-BLM rhetoric. Well, see, that doesn't play with the uh, with the narrative. Now, if this was if this was Jethro with a Trump flag flying off the back of his uh, his SUV and a Gadsden flag and uh, and mm-hmm. a uh, and a um, uh, what's it called um, and, and a uh, oh I don't know let's just throw in uh, the Confederate flag let's just throw all those in there uh, if that was the case or, oh my or just oh. the- just a picture of him with his AR-15 or, oh, or that too. some other uh, hand anything. Or, I mean, or, you yeah. would never hear the end of it. The media would be all mm-hmm. over this. They'd be in the courtrooms. They'd be in the, you know, they, they'd be out there calling for this person's head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you barely hear anything about it. Why? CNN yesterday and the mainstream media were going around and they were saying person of interest or oh, yes, person of interest. Uh, individual, yeah. they would not identify him. Though at this time, we had the actual identification. We had the scanner, the police scanner. Uh, like they literally called out his name. They knew who he was. And the, the individual would talk about it. Yeah, the uh, the individual who intentionally drove his vehicle into the Christmas parade in uh, is it is it Waukesha? Is that how you pronounce it? I, yeah, it's, something, it's a something strange like that, yeah. name, a strange name of a town. This is really close to Kenosha, by the way. This is uh-huh. uh, within, I think, 20 minutes, if okay. I remember right. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's been he's been charged with five counts of first degree, meaning he intended to do it. First degree intentional homicide, according to the police up there. Now, who is this um, individual? That's the same that they were charging Rittenhouse with, by the oh, way. Oh, really? Were those the initial charges? That, that's the same initial, the, the, it was intentional manslaughter or homicide, uh-huh. I believe, or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, this uh, stellar individual has been identified as Darnell Brooks Jr., a.k.a. Math Boy Fly. Uh, yeah, and th- that's, that's precisely why you haven't heard anything about him. Darnell Edward Brooks, 39-year-old black male with a long criminal history, was just released from prison by a Soros-funded district attorney. Oh, the great district attorney has nothing to say on the matter. <laughs> He's been identified as the alleged, excuse me, the individual allegedly responsible for the horrific rampage in uh, in Wisconsin, which killed at least five people and injured a dozen others, some of them children. Did you see the, vi- I mean, the videos are out there. It's it's horrendous. It, it is horrendous. The, uh, yeah. the, the footage yeah. that's out there. It's, it's awful. It's awful to see that. But 
you can clearly see the guy standing in front of his car, his SUV, in his profile photos and everything. It's the same car that he drove through the crowd of people. He abandoned that same car with the smashed hood that you and I saw yesterday. They found it, the police found it in an abandoned neighborhood in a driveway somewhere. And the license plate is registered to him. The car is registered to him. He was arrested on somebody's doorstep when he said that he was, uh, uh, he called an Uber car. The, the ring footage is out there somewhere. Uh, I think we even have it posted. He was uh, calling an Uber and the Uber didn't show up. He needed to use the guy's phone. Uh, he was homeless or whatever. And so the guy invited him into the house, which was crazy enough in and of itself, let him use the phone and made him a sandwich. And then, of course, the police showed up and arrested him. I think if if what I what I understand is uh, correct, the SUV was parked in front of his mother's house, which he shares. And the same SUV was used before in a domestic violence incident where he hit, I think it was a girlfriend at the time or something like that. With is the that SUV. what got him? Is that what got him locked up in the first place? That's that's what it got him. One of the things that got him locked up in the first place. The other thing that got him locked up is he's a registered sex offender. Um, he was, uh, according to his own words, uh, pimping out a 15 year old who he thought was 16 at the time. Oh, oh, well, that makes it OK, then. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, that, that makes. Yeah, that mm -hmm. makes it OK. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Like what? What a bad news individual! Why? Why would you even want to be associated stellar, with with someone like this? Stellar pillar of the community. I mean, yeah, sure clearly, like sure mm -hmm. sounds like mm -hmm. it. Early reports emerged claiming that the culprit was fleeing the scene of a crime or running from a quote knife fight. How do you how do you mistake that running from a knife fight? How, how do you mistake that? Although it hasn't been confirmed by authorities, and they say they're still open to the notion of uh, the uh, tragedy as a terror as being called a terror attack. How do you not call it that? I mean, in reality, how do, you, how do you not call it that? That's what it was. Well, to be fair, as far as legally concerned, you would have to have some kind of political statement. Uh, it would have to be politically or uh, religiously motivated. And I don't know that at this time, at least I haven't heard anything saying that it was religiously or politically motivated. Media reports have confirmed the identity of the alleged driver, Darnell Edward Brooks, a registered sex offender who admitted in a video that he pimps children. The career criminal was released back onto the streets on a paltry $1,000 bond, despite being charged with bail jumping and facing a plethora of violent felonies and misdemeanors just over two weeks ago. That was according to the Wisconsin court records. Again, a Soros-funded DA let him out on a $1,000 bond. All of us, he's just, a, he's just a poor victim. The five individuals that are dead, that blood is on the DA's hands. Brooks Jr. is more well known as the SoundCloud rapper, Math Boy Fly. One of his songs <laughs> titled, rapper. yeah, SoundCloud rapper. As this, is a, this is a famous individual. One of his songs titled Minnesota covers familiar racial grievance territory and name checks BLM icons George Floyd and Eric Garner while asserting, try to use deadly force, we gonna go harder, F a price, burn it down, this ain't Bob Barker. Uh, um, very, very original lyrics. Um, uh-huh, yeah. Skills. It's, it's, yeah it's clearly, clearly famous, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I wonder why he doesn't have a record deal uh, right right off the bat. Um, in the hours after the attack, researchers began gathering uh, Math Boy Fly's Facebook post before his account was promptly deleted. Uh, one post features uh, a black man whipping white men who are enslaved in a cotton field. Uh, another post from uh, during jo the George Floyd riots encouraged blacks to commit random violence against white people. I, yeah, OK. Now we now we understand fully why the media doesn't report on any of this. Uh, another po you know what? Uh, another post expressed anti-police sentiment. Researchers have also noted that Daniel Thompson, the police chief of Waukesha, I, I don't know. Daniel Thompson, the police chief of Waukesha, led a BLM march in June of 2020 and made his officers kneel in homage to the extremist movement. Concerns are therefore growing that any connection between the horrific truck attack and BLM will be buried by the authorities. How is this not domestic terrorism? The, the left, the, the American left and the media, they can't defend this. There's no way that they can spin this, is there? there there's no possible way they can spin it. We, we know that they are the spin doctors of everything when it comes to their agendas, but there's no possible way that they can spin this, is there? Not this one. No. 
The only thing they can do is just sweep it under the rug. Don't even cover it. Don't even talk about it. Don't bring attention to it. Just continue saying he's a um, suspect or person of interest or something like that. I'm not even sure they're talking about it right now uh, on on mainstream. I haven't I haven't watched any of it um, today to to know so. The first person that called this out was none other than editor-at-large for the post-millennial, Andy No. He was the first one. Out of all the media outlets out there, he was the first one. This, I mean, you know what? This guy's a real journalist. He, he and Elijah Schaefer, these, these are real, on-the-ground journalists. They are in the thick of it. They're, they're true journalists, along with James O'Keefe and the, those people over at Project Veritas. There's a few others I would, I would throw in there as well. I forget his name, but the, the one that was uh, a witness... Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, that uh-huh. that whole debacle. Uh-huh. Um, he was right in the middle of it, and uh, he's with the. He's kind of in that circle of those people. Okay. They're all kind of friends with one another. Yeah, he. he I would throw him in there as okay. well. Okay, all right. Uh, his yeah, name uh, these are, yeah, these are just names that I know that are you know right off the top of my head. No tweeted the following yesterday. He says the man in custody over the mass casualty incident in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, per, uh, Wisconsin Christmas parade has posts on his social media. In support of BLM causes, George Floyd and black nationalism. He also has a post about how to get away with running people over on the street. No question this was premeditated then. And this was terrorist. The DA is not going to charge that. No, the DA is not going to go for. No, no. It, if it's the uh, same DA terrorist. that let it. No, if it's the same DA that, that released him. Andy No also mm-hmm. tweeted the following after this. Uh, after that tweet, he said, Darnell Edward Brooks, the man who was taken in custody by police over the uh, Christmas parade mass casualty event, has posted a quote in 2016 on a now deactivated Facebook account, quoting the following. Run them over. Keep traffic flowing and don't sh- and don't slow down for any of these idiots. Hashtag BLM. That pretty much describes Stellar. the crime. That that describes the crime. If you saw the initial thing before he plowed through the crowd, he was going full speed. Foot to the floor is what it looked like. Well, I mean, the damage that the vehicle sustained looks like he was traveling at a high rate of speed. Yes. And five people being dead. Yeah. Yeah. The others are critically injured. Yeah. CNN, uh, CNN's Daniel Dale, he corrected Andy Noe's reporting on the matter, uh, saying that, uh, tweeting the following, this no tweet is highly misleading. The Math Boy Fly Facebook post from 2016 is criticism of another post in which a Minnesota police sergeant urged people to run over Black Lives Matter protesters. The officer ended up resigning. Uh But yet, the crime that he just committed shows him doing exactly that act. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the only reason that the mainstream media speaks up is in defense of the guy. Hmm. That's par for the course. All right, uh, let's move over to uh, to this. You know something? These these political establishment types, man, they are throwing everything in the kitchen sink at we the people. Yeah. When it comes to this uh, this pushback on these uh, these uh, regulations and stuff, especially here on the continent of Europe and in Australia, they are doing everything they can to stomp this out before it uh, comes to fruition. And when I say comes to fruition, there is a reckoning that is coming, and you can see it. You can see it. Anybody that's got, <laughs> quite frankly, if I was in the national government and I saw a few hundred thousand angry people standing out in front of the building where I worked, I would be very concerned. I would be very, very concerned. Quite frankly, what I said the other day, these people in these governments, they are not on offense. They're on defense 110%. They have to be on the defensive. All they have at this point is fear. That's all they're doing. They're pushing fear. They're demoralizing people. They're bullying people. They're psychologically manipulating you for their own gain. That's all they have. That's all they have. And see, the problem is, is that people just aren't doing what they are saying. You're just not doing what you're told. And they're throwing everybody out. They've pulled all the people out of the uh, uh, out of the, the woodwork for this one. They're wheeling out celebrities. They're wheeling out all the sports stars. Of course, the ones that haven't dropped over dead from the vaccine yet. I mean, we're up to what? 70? Uh, 70 plus European soccer play, uh, professional football players in, in Europe. The football over here, the, the energy that you have... For European soccer, just to give you an idea, for, for the Americans that don't understand, American football is not a thing over here. It's soccer. What we consider soccer, what the, the Europeans consider football. The energy for football in the continent of Europe is this. If you were in America, so you understand, if you were to take football, baseball, basketball, and hockey and put them all together, you're not going to equal 
the energy that the European populace has for the game of soccer. That's how dedicated they are to these to that sport. Now, the people that play that sport in Europe for a profession, the professional footballers, they're some of the most in shape people in the world. They are top world class athletes. And of course, if you want to play in the competitions, if you want to travel internationally, because that's what happens over here, you play different clubs from different countries and, and things like that. Well, then you have to be double vaccinated and the clubs are requiring it as well for their players and staff. You're trying to tell me that all of this that, that is going on, players are dropping over dead on the field during game time. That doesn't happen. That is not normal. I don't care how much they put it on TV and they try to normalize it or try and bury it. That is not normal. Some of the players had a cardiac arrest on on the field. They had a cardiac event. Yeah. And then they go later and have a press release saying, get the vaccine. Yeah. Like this, this is what, what else could it be? What, what else could it be? You're telling me people that are in the best shape of, of pretty much anybody on this planet that have the, the best food options, the best medical care, the best fitness, their own personal trainers, their own personal nutritionists, their own personal army of doctors. You're telling me that these people now suddenly have just all of these, these cardiac issues? Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a cardiac issue and you're on your way to becoming a professional athlete, no one will hire you. No one will give you a contract because you would become a liability and they would have to pay you out. So now all of a sudden these are just happening. These players are falling over dead. Bruce, you saw all the headlines across Europe of all these players that have died, not just have have collapsed and, and gone into the hospital for, for a checkup or something and get a, a, you know an EKG or whatever. This is something else. These players are falling over dead. In the meanwhile, you have, you couldn't make this up. You've got the, uh, what's his name? The health minister over here, who is a, one of the uh, the young global leaders of the World Economic Forum that we talked about yesterday, uh, Spahn or whatever his name is. You know, whatever, you know, say whatever you want, you, you joker. Say, say whatever you want. You can stay on Klaus's payroll. That's fine. But that's not going to save you when, when the people come to cuff you up, son. That's not going to save you. Uh, because the same people are going to go for Klaus. You think that 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 bum down there in Switzerland, you think he's going to be able to hide from the Swiss people? Have you seen the streets of Switzerland? Those people know who to go after. You think being a member of that club is going to protect you? (laughs) God, how naive are these people? Well, to to throw in a little bit of extra there, um, technically, if you look at history, recent times, it's kind of, um, shall we say, unique that we have not, uh, the populace has not been violent. This, this yeah. is kind of a unique time in history. The times before this, you would have seen violence. I mean, 100 years ago, well, a little over 100 years ago, back in the 1800s, Wild West times here in the US. I mean, you did something like this, you would get tarred and feathered or hung or shot for doing some of the stuff they're doing. Yeah, but see, that's not the way out of this. That that's not the way out of this. I mean, that's that's what past generations did. We can't do that here. Violence is not the answer. What what was it that uh, that Barry Goldwater said in America? Extremism in defense of liberty is no vice. Now you can argue the American Revolution because let's be honest, we didn't exactly meet on the Concord Bridge to serve tea and discuss tolerance, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah, but we didn't have we didn't have freedom and liberty at that point. That was just to gain the freedom and liberty. Now that we have it, you can't use violence to keep it. Getting violent is not the answer here because that's what they want you to do. They want you to get violent so they can then turn around and crack down and say that they're justified. But I don't think that's going to work. You notice that the revolution against these people, as you said, Bruce, has been peaceful. It must remain peaceful. They are going to have to go quietly at some point when the people have finally had enough. And I think they're getting very close, at least here and down in Australia, they're getting very close. When that happens, you're going to have to take them into custody and it's going to have to be civilized. They're going to have to answer in a court of law justly for what they have done. That's how we're going to get through this. And that's how we're going to be able to rebuild a civilized society. We cannot have anarchy and lawlessness If we are to move forward as a civilization, we cannot do it. I cannot stress that enough. We must remain peaceful. They will be arrested. They will be charged. They will be tried by a jury of their peers and they will be convicted. Period. End of story. But it must be 
legal, but they are throwing everything and the kitchen sink at this movement from We the People. They're doing everything they can to try and stop this. Even so much so, they've now got Merkel's husband who has come out and made the following statement. I, this is just like this is this is desperation on a whole new level. Th this guy who doesn't even talk. Right. I've never heard him say anything. Now, I, I know that he's like some professor or whatever, but he's claimed that. Now, of course, I thought there were 74 million Germans out of 82 million that were vaccinated, that were fully vaccinated. I, I thought that was I thought that was the case. That's all the advertisements here. I get four or five advertisements a day on my phone about uh, getting vaccinated. And this is what the health ministry says. <laughs> you think I'm going to listen to some some scumbag banker? Are you out of your mind? You think that I'm stupid enough not to look at data? Do you, do you really think that I'm that moronic? Yeah, they do. They, they do. do. Yeah, they do think that. But see, here's the other thing. I'm not a German. I might live here. I have a lot of respect for the German people. You know something? They are they are very nice, very hospitable people. Very misunderstood because the typical stereotypes, right? Same thing with the Americans. We're typical stereotypes. When people meet me and they're, they're like, you're an American? I'm like, yeah. They say, what, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, you're not like the typical American we hear about. You're, you're not you're like, you're, you, you know things. I'm like, yeah. You know, I, I pay attention to what's going on in the world. And then we can have a conversation is, about things. I, to, a, to a degree, that is the typical American. Yeah. Um, there, there's the loud, outspoken ones don't necessarily. They think they pay attention and they pay attention to their own echo chambers, which yeah. there's a large portion on the other side. But one side is better at paying attention to both sides, the world stage than the other. And yes. so, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's just it is, you know, we can disagree on things and we can still be civil about it. Oh, well, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. But anyway, back to this. Uh, Angela Merkel's husband, he's come out and said he was giving an interview to an Italian paper and he said millions of citizens, meaning German citizens, millions of citizens are lazy and indolent for not taking a coronavirus vaccine. Professor Joachim Sauer has criticized Germans that remain unjabbed as, quote, not open to the successes achieved by science, comparing the irrationality to creationism in the United States of America. <laughs> really? Really? Let me see. Uh, not open to the successes achieved by science? That's not true at all. German doctors, German scientists, and you know what? They're very open to science. They're very open to the success of, of advancements in the world. In fact, a lot of what's happened in this country has been a direct result of science and advances. This country has some of the best medical advances in the world. They have some of the best scientific uh, this, and, and engineering advances in the world. I, I just want to ask the question because this is, he spoke this so you can't see it. Was this a capital S science? Or lowercase science? No, this was a lowercase s. That's at least that's what's being reported here. It was a lowercase science. Uh, yeah, but he spoke this, right? This was something he spoke, that this is his quote. He yeah. Said so we yes. don't we don't necessarily know if he meant capital science or lowercase uh -huh, science yeah, okay, because if he right. meant capital yeah. science, Got he's it. referring to science and yeah, that's scientism, Got whatever it. the Ministry of Science or Truth says. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, comparing the irrationality to creationism in the United States, oh, you mean uh, where you can think for yourself and you don't want an overbearing government? Possibly irrational. You call that irrational, sir? Creationism uh, in the U.S. Creationism is the belief that a entity created us. Whether it be God or aliens or whatnot, who, who cares? So whether it was an alien that visited Earth and sneezed and that slime turned into yeah, us, whatever the argument is. Yes, but his his argument in this and, and in that respect, as you're talking about creationism in the United States, we have a government and we have a constitutional framework that gives us rights that were from God, the creator, not yeah. by statute and from the state. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'll... I'll but see, I, this I, is... Do you know what that is? I'll tell you what that is. That right there, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Maybe you've got a differing opinion. That right there, that's a direct poke at the people that are walking around in the streets of Europe in all these countries waving Gadsden flags. That's what that is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's him trying to gaslight them. It's, it's, yeah. he, he's trying to, well, one, he's, he's poking at the religious ones with the creationism and then the other rhetoric he, the the lazy and all of that he's poking at the rest that these people are not aren't. lazy these people i live amongst them mm -hmm. i'm telling you these people are not lazy the germans are not lazy people i can assure you i can assure you they are a very busy people they are hard working people and they just want to live and they just want to be left alone even if they're lazy even if they truly are lazy do you know you'll find some of the best techniques and methods from a lazy person so 
even if they are lazy, uh, many times lazy people can be pretty creative in their ways to remain lazy. Here's the thing. Uh, he was, like I said, he was giving this interview to uh, La Repubblica, which is an Italian newspaper. I'm sure they're heavily enhanced. Uh, he said, it is astonishing to see that a third of the population does not follow scientific findings. A third? Let me see. Uh, 75 million, 82 million. Is that, is that a third? Is that, is that a third? I don't think so. Doesn't maybe, follow the advertising. Maybe, maybe this is a maybe this is a plea for help. Maybe he's saying a third of the population, and he's referencing those that took the vaccine, and he's saying, you know, I, I can't believe you actually followed the science, and it's this is just a plea for help. He he's like, I'm stuck with this crazy woman, and. <laughs> in part, it, this is also a quote, in part, this is due to a certain laziness and complacency of Germans. Again, these are not lazy people. I assure you, these are not lazy people. These are very hardworking people, very hardworking. They take their work and their, their, their jobs and their accomplishments very seriously. They're not lazy. You know what? This is, a, again, this is a professor uh, of, of something. I'm not quite sure of what. But uh, I, t I tell you what, I would put my average day and I, again, I'm not German. I'm, I'm American. But I would put my average day against whatever this guy does on a daily basis. And let's see who has more free time. And, and quite frankly, this is too rich, in my humble opinion. This is too rich coming from an individual who has been living off of working people's money for the last two decades. He's been living off of German taxpayer money. So the people that he's criticizing is lazy are the people that actually work to pay his lavish lifestyle. Maybe maybe I'm I'm uh, jaded and callous because of uh, the left calling me racist and xenophobic and homophobic and all the different names. Maybe maybe I'm just I, I don't care. I don't even care if the population is lazy. I don't care if all of them are lazy. If they decide not to take it, it's their free choice. It does not matter. Like it's a straw man argument. Oh, you're not taking the vaccine, so you're lazy. What what kind of argument is that? Like, they're not taking the vaccine because they chose not to take the vaccine. Who cares the reasoning? They chose not to. It You should be taking the stance of, if you think the vaccine is so glorious and so wonderful, they made the decision not to take the vaccine, so then let them deal with the consequences on their own. They die from not having the vaccine, they die. Yeah, what do they if care? If they uh, survive, why do you care? Oh, but then the argument would be, well, then you'll have the unvaccinated overflowing the hospitals. Have you taken a look at what who's in the hospitals right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Vaccinate majority people. of them have been the, vaccinated. The mainstream media here, uh, like you could, uh, seriously, the mainstream media as, and, and they're on side with, with the whole agenda, just the same as any other country. I mean, the, the, the garbage that they've been putting out over here is just the same. It, it, it's the same in France. It's the same in the UK, same in the US, Canada and Australia, all the rest of it. 70 plus percent of the people going into the hospitals are double jabbed. You, you couldn't make that up. Uh, he also went on to say, and this is another quote, the other group are people who follow a personal conviction, a kind of ideological reaction to what they consider a vaccination dictatorship. Okay. Uh, again, what, what's the problem? You're, you're holding a gun to their head saying you're going to take the vaccine and you're going to like it. That's kind of what a dictatorship is. Yeah. You're, you're not going to work in this place if you don't have a vaccine. You're, that's kind of dictatorship. That's kind of tyrannical. Just saying. The problem is his his um, invulnerable stupidity is very common uh, with it. It is. And, I, you know, I, I, I can't help but think that it's I can't help but think. But it's, it's just the fact of of his position, if you will, his his position in in the uh, well, because of uh, quite frankly, who he's married to. So he has to say that because that's the politics of it. He has to say that. But if you look at the demographic of people that are a majority against and not taking the jabs, it's PhD holders. It's university yeah. professors. They're the ones that they're the largest percentage of people. The ones with higher degrees are the largest percentage of people across the West. They're refusing. So again, they're I think lazy. It's, yeah, yeah, they're lazy. I think it's status. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's I think it's where he's at. Oh, 100 percent. It's status. Uh, but we, we've seen that uh, with the masks. It's all status. It's all the, the a talisman. It's all um, it, you, you're in a store and you have someone in your face saying, why aren't you wearing a mask when they're wearing a mask and everything? They're they're belligerent and in your face about it. It's not they're not afraid of the virus at that point. If they were so terrified of the virus, they wouldn't be in your face about it. It's all this is all for uh, you're not doing the prescribed 
uh, ritual that the tribe has dictated what's to be done. You're not wearing the right talisman. As, as such, you're not a part of the tribe or you're not doing as you're told. And so they, they have to police you. It's a very, this is a very, very slippery slope that we're getting into because you're, you're having people um, not police themselves, but trying to police others now. They're, they um, want What happened? Yeah, they, what they happened to, to communism? They have to move, though. That if you're if you're creating a totalitarian system in in this respect, I mean, this is the lines that they're following. Of course, they are. But if you're creating this, what's the next step? You have to create a snitch society. So you have to get another crowd yep. because they're dividing people. So you have to get one group pitted against another. But but quite frankly, it's not going to work because now you've got, now you've got the vaccinated that are joining with the unvaxed that are pushing back against the governments in in the European countries. So they it's tried. In the U.S., though, they tried. They tried. January 6th. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they tried. They're, they're using every single tool they can at this point to try and, and divide people and split people up. But the, the problem that they're going to run into here is, is like if the agenda fails, if they don't have a, one group to play off against another, if they have unification, they're finished. They are 110% finished and they're finished yesterday. They have to keep the pressure up. But honestly, the numbers that are out there at the moment that we're seeing that are growing by the weekend, uh, that's telling it a very different story. Uh, there's a reason they're ignoring that. And speaking of divisiveness, this is breaking. Uh, this is out of the Washington Post. The Biden administration will require essential non-resident travelers crossing the U.S. land borders, such as truck drivers, to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Yeah. What's funny is that won't hold. No, nobody's going to. No, nobody's no, gonna, no, they're not yeah. going to do that. But I mean, that that would be the end of um, uh, the goods coming across the Canadian and Mexican border. That that would be the end of that. So uh, what, what you're going to you're going to shut down NAFTA. The, the Democrat Party fought for 10 years. To, well, hell, probably even longer than that to get the NAFTA agreement through. And how beneficial has that been to the United States of America over the last 30 years? Ross Perot was right. He says, if you're paying our workers a fair wage and you're paying the people down in Mexico $5 an hour to do exactly, excuse me, uh, $5 a day to do exactly the same job that an American worker is going to do, you're going to hear that giant sucking sound. And we've been having that giant sucking sound for the last 30 years. All of our jobs have yeah. been moved down to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. if you ever uh, get some... Uh vegetables from the uh, grocery store. Uh, just look at where that originated from, where it came from. All right. Um, where do you want to go next? Uh, we got time for one more. What do you, what do you want to do? We can talk. Uh, we can talk. OK, so we, we can talk AOC. We can we got some Biden audio we can play uh, with. the. We got the strategic oil reserves. I know you're down in oil country. We can talk about that. Uh, we can talk oil about fits the, kind of what we were talking okay, about. OK, you want to talk it, oil? It fits with the economy okay. and that kind of okay. stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Biden announces that the U.S. will tap petroleum reserve in a desperate attempt to lower the gas price. Now, see, he's going to step in. He's going to step. Now, it doesn't mention the fact that he's the cause. <laughs> the administration is the cause of the high gas prices. Uh, the cancellation of Keystone. Why isn't he saying anything about that? Uh, the colonial pipeline, which, quite frankly, I think was an inside job. And now they're attacking the pipeline coming out of Canada, going into Michigan because, oh, it's old. It's it's possible that it could be a, uh, could, could be a target for a terrorist attack. You've got the New York uh, what was it, the New York Times podcast? It was New York Times, yeah. New York Times podcast, uh, having some eco terrorist on there, and they're they're up there talking about how it's time to dump, it's time to to blow up uh, our oil pipelines and and our energy infrastructure, and and they literally talk about how to do it. That that individual is not the only one, by the way. There's been others I've seen that come out and have said the same thing, same rhetoric that they're going to start targeting um, uh, pipelines, uh, oil reserves. Um, they're going to start talk, uh, targeting um, like coal power plants, those kind of uh -huh. things. Yeah. Well, see, we're in an energy transition. I've got that uh, coming up here in just a second. Uh, but first, this is Biden on the uh, the oil prices and why they're so high. Big part of the of the reason Americans are facing high gas prices is because oil producing countries and large companies have not ramped up the supply of oil quickly enough oh. to meet oh. the demand. Oh, OK. And the smaller supply means higher prices globally globally for oil yeah see bruce it's it's because of those opec countries and and well uh, I, he did all but blame russia there uh, which by the way uh the united states just sanctioned the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that is the new oil pipeline that is now coming from russia to germany 
So apparently that's not going to open now. So the U.S. is going to cut that off to this. They're going to cut energy off to this country through sanctions because, well, what? Uh, we've been allies and we still have troops stationed here since the end of the war. And we have a, uh, a very good working relationship with the Germans. Now we're going to sanction our biggest European ally? Have you people gone completely insane? That, that's rhetorical. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. But th this, is, this is the level of, of just the, the sheer stupidity of the moronic imbeciles that you've got in this administration. So we're not energy independent in America anymore. Under Trump, you were. And believe me, I, I don't want to defend that. I, I really don't want to. Defend. I know I said I was going to play a clip of Trump and I'm hoping to get to it, but we're really running short on time here. You know what? We'll just run over because I, I want to talk about that. But um, anyway, uh, your your comment on the, on Biden there and it's it's everybody else's fault. So my first question is, why is it again, uh, 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 Mr. Vice President, why is it uh, we, we're, we're having to rely on other countries export of oil again? Why is it we're, we're relying on these other countries? Why is it that we're uh, uh, not ramping up fracking and drilling and all of that in our own country when we have multiple states that uh, have large quantities of oil? Why is it uh, you shut down that uh, Keystone Pipeline? Uh, why is it you... you, you what, who, yeah, uh, I, I just... I, 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 I have no... Either he is a complete buffoon and thinks um, he's doing good by the country, or he's aware and uh, is trying to uh, pull the wool over your eyes as the American people. Um, either way, which do you think is um, the better option? Well, quite frankly, I don't think that this guy's running anything. Uh, I think he's just got a bunch of uh, a bunch of second, third-rate people around him that are telling him what to do. I mean, this is clear. Clearly, you can see all of the resignations that are now coming out uh, behind the scenes of like communications directors, speech writers, and 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 the like. They're all walking on both sides. So there's definitely uh, trouble in paradise, if you will. This is the energy secretary yesterday. This is the current administration energy secretary on rising gas prices. The, now, the, the energy secretary, you would think I got two two pieces from her. Listen to this. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through we're working through an energy transition. Uh -huh. And we've got to start by adding energy. And what? the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition. OK, so we, we have to transition. But we're, we're going through No, excuse me. We're going through a transition just so I understand it. I, I'm trying to follow the, the insanity of this. We're going through a transition. So we need to add energy because we're going through a transition. We're, we're going through a, tra a transition would imply that you have something that is as good or better to replace what you're currently using. That would be what logic would suggest. But instead of that, we're having to add energy because, look, we're going through a transition. Uh, to what? To, to, to what? what? What are we transitioning to? Give me something. Don't tell me this wind and solar garbage. That's not transitioning. Believe me, I'm for, I'm 110% for moving away from petrochemicals, but you've got to have something as good or better to replace it with. Can you drive a car on wind and solar? The answer is no. Can you drive... Uh, a ship, a cargo ship on wind and solar? The answer is no. Can you drive an 18-wheeler off of the docks from a shipping port on wind and solar? The answer is no. Can you plow a field? Can you harvest crops from farmland on wind and solar? The answer is no. Uh, I, I know I'm being facetious here, but seriously, we, we, we've talked about... Uh, okay, you present a problem to the government and you say, here's the problem... There's no moral restrictions on how you address this problem. Well, you're going to take the, the, the path of least resistance, right? So some of these problems that you're talking about, uh, energy shortages, food shortages, you know, those kind of things. Well, what's the underlying factor here? Well, you have too many people. Clearly, if you have fewer people, you would need less energy and less food. So get vaccinated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it that uh, we talked about in the... Uh... 
the eco science uh, thing when we did a, a review of uh, the the passages in eco science, and mm-hmm. he says doesn't matter. It, Ehrlich, the uh, the guy that uh, that authored the book, he says doesn't matter what the problem is. You can always trace it back to too many people. That's the cause of everything. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bruce, if you were the energy secretary of the United States, and of course I know that you're not, but if you were the energy secretary of the United States, do you or do you not think that it would be common knowledge for you to know roundabout, obviously not an exact number, but roundabout how much oil the United States would use in a day. Don't you think you should kind of know that right off the top of your head? Uh, uh, yeah, you should have a ballparks estimate. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to know yeah. exactly, but just somewhere yeah. in the neighborhood, you know, X yeah. million barrels or whatever a day. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Within the millionth barrel, yeah. <laughs> Something. This is the energy secretary that you just heard standing at the podium in the press room today being asked about how much energy the United States uses per day. There are various figures about this, so I'm curious if you know. How many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? I don't have that number in front of me. Some suggest it's about 18 million, which would suggest you're releasing less than three days' worth of supply from the petroleum reserve. See, she doesn't know. She doesn't have that figure in front of her. This is as bad as uh, DHS. Yeah, she knows. This is as bad as uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, who's sitting there being questioned by Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Rand Paul being asked approximately how many illegals are we dealing with down at the border? Uh, Senator, I don't have that number in front of me. Well, don't you think you should know? You're the DHS secretary. Don't you think you should have one of your your aides or something, all five of them? Don't you think one of them should pass the note to you? And then he's questioned by the House committee, and he still doesn't know a week later. Perhaps they should be fired for incompetence. I, I would have these uh, but, people like if I if I were if I were the president and and I saw this because these are televised these are all on C-SPAN and CNN and everything else this this is up there they watch all these idiots and all these sideshow freaks that are in DC they always go on these networks that's how they have status with each other oh what interview did you do today what networks were you on who'd you talk to you got that interview coming up at three o'clock this afternoon yeah who are you talking to about what here's your talking points. If I see any of these jokers that I have working for me in my administration talking like that, you're getting a pink slip. Don't even bother coming back to the office. Don't even bother. I want your desk packed up and I want you out the door. I'll get somebody else in there. Yep. Well, All right. the other thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's these go people, into the I'm other sorry, one because this fits yeah. in. You're wanting to do the Trump thing. Let's go. Yeah, I, this let's, let's, this, as well. this is OK. So I'm already I'm already just I'm worked up. I'm at the end of my rope with this one. OK, Donald Trump. He did an interview with Mark Levin on the uh, the vaccine stuff and, uh, and and some therapeutics. And I don't know who's advising him. I, I, I really don't know who he's got around him these days. But the responses that I'm hearing out of this, and this is not the first interview I've heard like this in recent days. He did another one with Bill O'Reilly was, that was pretty much similar to this. And I, I've tried to go back and find it. I should have I, I should have clipped it that day, but I didn't do it. I tried to go back and find it. I, I couldn't find it. But this one is is just as just as good uh, when it comes to to what he has to say. But uh, I I um I can't support. I can't. Spe- he's talking. There's speculation that he's going to make a 2024 run. Whatever. I can't support it. I, I cannot support it after you hear this. Listen to this. Yeah. First of all, I haven't seen anything new produced under this president. But this Operation Warp Speed, you had to take on the bureaucracy. You had to set up supply chains. You had to do something that's never been done in American history. Well, that's absolutely correct. Most vaccines take 12 years. They said this would take anywhere from three to five, but most likely more than five. And I got it done in less than nine months. And we saved tens of millions of lives all over the world, all over the world. So in 1917, as you know, we had the Spanish flu, it was called, and it possibly killed as many as 100 million people. You know, I don't know if you read the history of the Spanish flu, but you probably, I think you read about everything, come to think of it. But, but it probably was a thing that was most responsible for ending World War I, because all the soldiers were sick and many were dying. The Spanish flu was devastating. And they say up to 100 million people died. And it probably did end World War I. But 100 million people. I think this would have been similar without the vaccine. Had we not gotten, and then, then I got Regeneron. We got uh, Remdesivir. We got many other things, therapeutic things that really, in my opinion, worked. I think Regeneron's great. Eli Lilly came out with something that's similar. We did a great job. And you know, it's interesting. So we did it in less than nine months. 
the Regeneron thing, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue the yeah. monoclonal antibodies. That that is a that is a tried and true thing. They've had great success yeah. with that. Uh, so much so, in fact, you've actually had the Biden administration blocking states from actually using it uh, and, and obtaining yeah. it. So it's been rationed right now. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, is it still? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're um, rationing it, but it's rationed based on your. Uh, ethnicity, your skin. Oh, color. I see. I see. Okay. So we're using that as a wedge to divide people as well. Yep. Uh, wh what is what is not used as a, as a wedge these days? Anyway, this nonsense that he's sitting here talking about how uh, we save tens of millions of lives. Sir, I, again, I don't know who you have advising you. I don't know who's, who's around you. I don't know what kind of data is being pushed in front of you, but are you ignoring the adverse reactions report? That in and of itself, I know that that's a low ball figure, but even any time we have, and you've heard guys the likes of Dr. Michael Yaden, former vice president of Pfizer, chief scientific officer, who's anything but an anti-vaxxer, publicly come out and said, if we have anything in the, the realm of 25 deaths resulting in vaccines, the entire thing is shut down. We're almost at, if we're not over it by now, 25,000. Here recently, to, to his point, here recently, we, we did some vaccines for, I forget what disease it was, but it was 900,000 administered. And of that, I think there was like 14 kids that died from it. Uh -huh. The vaccine was shut down. Uh -huh. 14. That's all it took. There was a um, there was a therapeutic that uh, I want to say it was I want to say it was Merck or it was Pfizer. One of those two companies that one of them was working on it uh, for something else. It had nothing to do with with this, but it was a therapeutic for something else. And they were doing the the animal testing. That, that I mean, that's what they do. They they were doing the animal testing, and they had in in the very early trials of the animal testing, they were doing the animal testing, and two of the test subjects died as a result of it. And two of the, the test subjects of, of specific genetic trait, they died, and they couldn't figure out why. They shut the entire program down, the entire thing. This is long, long before you would get to a human uh, human trial stage. They shut the entire thing down for three and a half years until they could figure out what happened and what went wrong. Three and a half years. They finally were able to decipher that it was a genetic... Uh, 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 what was it? Uh, a genetic... Um, ab a genetic... Ab what? Marker? No, or? it was a genetic abnormality within that species oh. of of whatever it was. It was like a dog or something. Uh, was was an abnormality in just that species, and so that once they figured that out, they were able to go in and, and correct it, and then they were able to move on with the trials once they had made that correction. But it took them three and a half years, and the people that have that have succumbed to this. I mean, we don't even know the scope of what this is yet. The adverse reactions, the adverse reactions are off the charts, not to mention the number of, of people that are passing because of this that are related to something completely different. As in, if you pass three and a half, four months from something entirely different, well, then you can't blame the vaccine for that, can you? If it causes that, then you can't blame that, even though it would be considered, in my humble opinion, it would be considered a vaccine-related death, but they're not calling it that. The European football players that we were talking about before, the 70 plus that have died on the field. Hell, you've got American basketball players and, and referees. And I can only surmise that you're going to start seeing NFL players drop too at some point. You're going to start seeing more professional sports players because the, the vaccine mandates for the European football clubs started earlier. And so we did now we did see the NFL, by the way. Uh, have we seen NFL? Have we seen NFL when they were first draw? rolling it out? They uh -huh. they were having problems with uh, myocarditis and myocarditis. And, yeah, yeah, in the very beginning. So that was swept under the rug. But I remember us talking about that and addressing that. That this is starting. To, we're seeing this in very healthy individuals. And that's the other thing. So how, how like look if if Trump were to come out, it's too late for this. As far as me, if Trump were to come out in the very beginning and say. Uh, look, this is what we tried to do, and and this is what we wanted to do, and I was completely misled, and these people just ran completely wild with it, and and this is not what we intended. I would forgive that. I would be willing to forgive that and let that one slide, but not now, not now after hearing all of this. He, he it's just like he continues to double down, and and I can't as a, as a as the person of conscience that I am. And I'm looking at all of this data. We're in this data knee deep every day. We're up to our eyeballs in this data. I have had to do it. And Bruce, you've had to do it. We've had to learn this stuff. We didn't know 
any of this stuff. We've had to learn all of this as we go on the fly so we can understand it. And it's difficult. I mean, we've had to talk to our <laughs> Yeah, right. We've had to talk to uh, experts and and uh, and lab people and, and uh, you know, consult with like doctors and, and scientists and all stuff. And it is really a headache because this is way, way over my pay grade. Uh, I, I, I don't know anything about this stuff. And to sit here and to look at what this is actually causing, to see it, to see the actual data, not the, the cooked up garbage data that they throw at you on the mainstream media, to see the actual data, to see the doctors that are being pushed aside when they talk about real scientific findings, to see Donald Trump talk about remdesivir. Remdesivir is a great therapeutic, sir. It failed the trials. It failed the trials miserably. Fauci approved it two weeks later for use in a hospital. You can't even get it outside of a hospital. And families are begging the doctors when their family members go into the hospital, do not put them on remdesivir because it will cause kidney failure and renal failure and it will kill them. Actually, they're they're begging for ivermectin treatments. Yes. Because those have been proven to work, especially if you do it early on. Japan um, has wiped it out. They, they've they've mm -hmm. they're they're nothing but ivermectin now. The deaths have basically stopped. Why do you think uh, Africa was not seeing any kind of major spikes like what we're seeing? Hydroxy, uh, and ivermectin malaria. are over yeah. the counter. Yep, malaria. So uh, <laughs> they're asking for this, and the problem is, is the doctors are saying no. And then when the do, uh, if you do have a doctor that does prescribe it, then the pharmacies are saying no, we're not going to fulfill it. So why? That that's my question on this. Why you you have a drug, you have a therapeutic that could help not just the the unvaccinated people, but also the vaccinated people with their quote unquote breakthrough cases. It it helps. Why are you denying people that? Why are you going straight to the hundred two hundred dollar a dose drugs? Other than the fact that it's a money grab. Other than the fact that you don't care about life, you only care about your uh, bottom line. I can't support what uh, what Donald Trump does anymore. So no. you can go to your rallies and you can cheer him on and uh, and do whatever it is you're going to do. But uh, you will get no support for whatever campaign or, or endorsement that he's going to give to whoever in the United States from me anymore. I will not. I will not be a part of that. All right, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. We're going to jump out of here. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.